0: This is the blackout podcast. Yo thanks Jacob for coming in. Thanks for having me man actually I gotta ask first what's the story behind the name Kid Coffin?
1: Um, so Coffin is what usually uh, everybody calls me. It's my last name. Um, I've been called that since about grade two. There was two Jacob C's <laughs> in the class, and it just, you know, uh, they basically just switched me into my last name. Mm-hmm. Um, so originally my rat name was Coffin, and that was when I was 17. Um, and then I found out that it was actually copyrighted uh, by a skate punk band in Australia. Oh, wow. So even, and even if it's your last name in the music industry, like in the music business, um, you know, you still can't use it. So, you know, we're all sitting on the and I'm just like, oh man! Like they're like, you gotta change your name. I'm like, no. But coffin. There's there's so much that like that is like it's me. It's like it's gotta have something. So we're all just like shooting names after it. And I just said kid, and then I was 17 at the time. So everyone was like kid coffin. That that kind of works. It was literally just tossing names around with my buddies, and they're like, yeah. That's the one. That's the <laughs> one. And then I, I got all my social media and everything set up. So now if anybody tries to take it, uh, somebody did actually. Somebody tried to take it, uh, take my name. They, uh, they, you know, started making music under the name Kickoff. And I sent him a message like, hey, man, I've been doing this for quite a little while. Like, you know, like... Gonna respectfully ask you to change your name. And he did. He did, which was nice. Which was nice. But yeah, no, it just it just literally uh comes off my last name there. And then at the time when I started rapping, I was seventeen, so just you know, the kid essentially, right? I've always yeah. been the the kid in most situations.
0: So. <laughs> um, so uh tell us a little bit more about yourself.
1: So I mean I was just kind of like, you know, the the high school kid who didn't do much, you know, hung around with the bad crowd, uh, you know, got out of high school, didn't have like amazing grades, you know, didn't know really what I wanted to do with my life. Um, and I've always found music was a really good outlet for anger. Uh, I was picked on a lot as a kid, you know, went through a lot of picked traumatic on stuff, on. like bullied. Yeah, like, uh, no, like, I know, but like,
0: I don't know, you're fucking huge.
1: Yeah, 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 right? You wouldn't think that. Uh, I Back then, I was a pretty small guy. I kind of had a growth spurt at around grade nine, oh, grade yeah. eight. Um, but uh, but yeah, I know I had a lot of issues with bullying. You know, I got stabbed in junior high during class. Like there was a bunch of big incidents like that, and mm-hmm. uh, um, that's when I moved to the city. And so music for me was always something that like I can like let my anger out listen to like really aggressive, really heavy music. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's when I started rapping. Uh, most of my first songs were like really angry and angsty, and a lot still are. But uh, I find now it's a bit more perfected, and the, the direction is a bit more. You know. Talking about a certain topic than me just screaming or or sounding really upset on a on a microphone. But yeah, no, I just I just love making music, having a good time, and uh, you know, getting down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what was the
1: uh, music? You started with rapping at seventeen. What what was the influence that time? Um, for me, honestly, Eminem is a huge influence of mine. He got me through a, a lot of hard times. Uh, basically, when I was four years old, the first rap song I ever heard was "Lose Yourself" by Eminem, and then it just kind of like snowballed. And I know the white boy you know, with the white rapper, but it was just it was just really relatable for me. You know, his dad was in the picture, my dad wasn't in the picture, and it just kind of like everything he said I could just really feel on an emotional level. Mm. So until I was fourteen, I didn't listen to anybody but Eminem. Oh wow! I like I wouldn't. I I would like check this new Kanye like. I, I don't, like, I Eminem's my guy, I don't care about anybody else, and then I, when, I, when I turned 15, I was like, all right, time to grow up a little bit here, and, uh, you know, I started checking, so I see some of my biggest influences are like Eminem, uh, Cypress Hill, uh, Lord. he's a pretty new wave rapper there, um, and then uh, some producers are like Idealism, uh, I love, I like what Mike Will made it, I don't like the type of tracks, but I love the beats, his beats are insane, but yeah, those are just a couple there, I, I, I pull influences from everywhere.
0: Mm. And um, you said you you started writing angry tracks, was that from all the bullying or...?
1: Yeah, uh, a lot of it started out uh, me like getting back at the bullies and like, you know, the things and that's one of the albums I'm working on right now. Um, it's a very conceptual album we're working on for a year. Uh, but no, it kind of started like acapella kind of stuff and it was just kind of me like saying like seeing how many times can I rhyme this word or like you know uh kind of like more of like a really lyrical like compact uh like how many things can I make rhyme in a sentence more than just you know like the yeah and the a and the ooh and like you know you know the the party stuff but yeah no just sitting in class with a notebook essentially just writing down my thoughts and then it kind of progressed into actual lyrics
0: still do the notebook now
1: yeah still do the notebook and uh,
0: so notebook versus phone how's that for you
1: i i like the notebook like if i'm sitting down and i'm Thinking of an idea and I have a concept I need a notebook can't Mm. do it on the phone need to write ideas in the corner brainstorm but when I'm on the go like if I just hear a beat and I'm just like oh that's a good line I find the phone is you can get it down much faster right for me it all depends on what I'm doing Mm. but uh, there's something there's a really unique feeling about a pen and pad that I feel like you just can't get anywhere
0: and the concept album?
1: The concept album I'm working on is called I Was Bullied. And uh, it talks a lot about uh, the dark side of, you know, bully kids and what goes through their mind. So, for instance, there's a song on there called If I Have to Suffer, Then They Have to Suffer. And the whole point of the song is if I went through this, you have to, too. So it's basically the bullies put me through a bunch of stuff on the first verse. And in the second verse, I... I retaliate, and I do the same things to them. And I basically tell them, like, well, how do you like it now that the the rules are reversed? And then another song is uh, called uh, Suicide, and it's literally a kid committing suicide because he can't take it anymore. It's, like, a really heavy metal scream uh, type song. And then there's another one where it's, like, Final Thoughts, and it's just, like, the bully, the, the kid who was bullied uh, basically just, like, looking back on everything and just, like, you know, Basically, just saying, like, honestly, I just wanted to be left alone, just wanted to make friends, just, you know, wanted to go to school, you know, peaceful. Um, It's a very conceptual album, and it's Mm -hmm. all produced by the same guy. Oh, wow. Every, Every beat is the same guy.
0: Isn't that, um, is there a particular reason why you took that route?
1: Um... Just because I I told him the idea and, and, you know, this guy, he usually does a lot more uplifting stuff and I was, and we were really good friends, you know, we went to college together, like a really good dude, Uh, shout out to Michael uh, Corleone there, young Corleone. Um, but, uh, no, I just connected with him. I was just like, man, man, this is my idea. Like, I really want to do this. I've been wanting to do this for a long time. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm on it. And then he maybe sent me a course, maybe over 15 beats, different beats. And then there was five in there. I really liked And I was like, yeah, we're going to make it an EP. And I, I just wanted to work with somebody and have them on the same vision wavelength than having like four different producers and them just looking at it like oh it's just another job or it's just another beat while this producer's like okay no i am the producer on the album so that was the kind of the the way i looked at it but
0: isn't that like isn't that a little pressure for for the guy
1: yeah, it's and you know I was finding he was sending me the, like there were some beats like hey man they sound really similar but like uh, you know he takes pressure pretty well he he was pretty oh, okay. well with it he was sending me probably a good five beats a week there so no he has no problem cranking those out that's that's <laughs> what he does he just locks himself in his bedroom has he done any other beats yeah yeah he's raps too he's got stuff on SoundCloud uh, he's got some stuff on uh, iTunes that was like it's got like over ten thousand listens like the guys like the guy's really talented he's got a, like a really uh, soft uh, deep voice uh, yeah check him out on, on uh, SoundCloud there Young Corleone um, and uh, yeah no he does, he's done beats for like Chell he's done beats for you know uh, a bunch of different artists a lot of them up in uh, Claire there in uh, the French Acadia oh, okay. um, um, yeah but uh, but yeah, no, he's a super good guy. Super so good like has he done all that beats for you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've got like two tracks that I um, that I've got done just haven't put out that he's done the the beats for. But the most most of the beats he's done for me is on that specific And who did project. Rapture? Uh Rapture was Theo, so Rapture's a whole different producer. Mm. I actually have another album where he's producing the whole thing himself as well. Okay, is that a thing for you? Uh yeah. It's just for me, it's just like if I'm working on a project I just like, and I work with the same guy, it's like we both have the same vision. I don't know, like like it won't be like every time, like I'll I'll definitely like have an album with a bunch of different producers, but it's just been that that album is more uh a concept, like a collab album. Like we'll have both of our names on it. Oh, uh-huh, okay. Um and what he does, he's actually an orchestral producer. Oh. So he does like orchestral scores. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like So you're galleries. rapping
0: to stuff like that? Or, yeah oh, yeah wow. but,
1: but but he influences it with hip hop. So it's their hip hop beats, but they you, like if you listen to the background, there's a lot of orchestral scores and melodies and double entendres happening. Huh? Yeah, it's really it's really interesting and really complex. Whoa, what will you call that one? That that album's called uh psychosis. That album's called psychosis. And that album is about all the thoughts and the voices in your head that's uh, huh? another very dark <laughs> <I think laughs> a lot of my stuff is pretty who, dark who
0: does the album art uh,
1: album art he did the album art uh, the producer did the album art for oh. that one and then for the I was bullied one uh, I've got a guy named Ethics uh, at Ethics Designs you gotta check him out there he's in Ontario Okay. and he's like a, he's an award winning uh, graphic how designer. did you meet him um my buddy recommended him to me i was telling him like i really wanted like a professional artwork and uh my buddy sent me over to him and we got connected and he he was right on it
0: you know what was a I uh, i know it's easier working with someone i can see here and was the process like working with a designer from pretty much is us online
1: yeah uh that it was difficult at times like trying to you know um, like, I would send him a text of what I want, and then I would take a voice recording and, and be like, hey, man, just so you can, like, hear it from, like, a, a, a vocal perspective. Um, but he took he took what I wanted, like, really well, and he pretty much gave me exactly what I wanted. Um, like, the front cover for I Was Bullied is uh, it's a classroom with three rows of desks with different things on the desk, doodles on the drawing board, and in really frantic writing, I was bullied on the chalkboard. And he gave me just that um, – Everything he sent me, that guy, I've only had, like, one small edit, and he usually gets it right on the spot there. He's just a really talented graphic designer. He really knows what people are looking for.
0: So, I mean, I gotta ask about it. I know you just mentioned it in passing, but part of one of the experiences you had being bullied involved you getting stabbed. Yeah. What, 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 what happened?
1: So, um, I was in grade seven, and uh, we were finishing class, and... Uh, You know, I was kind of like just walking away from a locker, uh, walking out of the classroom down the hallway. And uh, one of the kids that, you know, picked on me often came up to me. He was in two grades up. You know, he just starts pushing me. And for the first time, I, I pushed him back. I was like, no, like, you're not going to do this. And then uh, he had a pencil in his hand. And he just, he went to push me. And he, he kind of just went like this. And uh, he stabbed me in my chest there. Uh, it went about four inches into my chest cavity. And it was pretty close to hitting an artery. Yeah. yeah um, so, uh, you know, basically everyone, the way I had it, I was leaning on the locker. Everyone thought it was like in my arm, then when I lift up, and they can clearly it was see i right bleeding. Yeah. Um, so everyone's screaming, freaking out. The teacher comes out. <laughs> he, he sarcastically looks at me, and he goes, this is what happens when you kids mess around. And I was like, uh, that's, <laughs> that's not what happened, actually, at all. Uh, but anyway, took me down to the office, and uh, it was really messed up, the rest of that story. The, the the teacher put his foot on my shoulder, and he's trying to yank it out. What the f- Yeah, yeah. And uh, can't get it out, because it, it's, it's in there. Yeah. And so uh, they didn't call an ambulance. They called my father. They called my mother, actually. And uh, they're like, yeah, your son's been stabbed. Uh, Just kind of, like, want you to know.
0: (laughs) Was this in Halifax? Yeah, this
1: is not a school in Halifax. It's a school outside of Halifax, uh, Brookside. Uh, It's in Prospect Road. It's in the country. Okay. Um, And basically, uh, yeah, they called my mother. Like, what would you like to do? She's like, call an ambulance. They're like, well, we don't really know if that's necessary or not. So anyway, they didn't call an ambulance. Uh, Ended up walking to the pharmacy across the street, the pharmacy there. And they're like, well, we can't help you here. <laughs> like, 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 what are, you, what are we going to do? Like, give you some Robitussin? <laughs> like, like uh, anyway, yeah, went to the hospital. Uh, you know, came back to school two weeks later. Uh, didn't move from the school at that point. And then it kind of got to a point where one day I had pink eye in school and everyone made a big fuss. My mother said, this is ridiculous. We're, we're changing schools. Yeah. Um, and then we moved to the city. It wasn't just because of that. My parents were expanding their business, their real estate agents. Okay. Uh, but at the time, it, it just kind of like, yeah, this is this is ridiculous and we need to get out of here. Um. I don't know, really. It was just kind of like, you know, some some kids they just grow up and they're just the, the picked on kid and it, that was just kind of you know my uh, the thing that happened to me but I'm kind of glad it happened because it, it, it builds a lot of character and it definitely has a lot of uh, so
0: but you said your parents are moving their business to the city but I think you said your father wasn't in the picture
1: yeah oh my stepfather my oh, stepfather gotcha, and my got, mother got, um, gotcha now. but uh, uh, which he, he is he is uh, the way I look at it's like I got my real father and he's gotcha, my dad gotcha sort of thing right gotcha, but um. Uh, But yes, then we moved to the city in grade eight, grade nine there. And then that's kind of like – it was a pretty big change. It was a really big change, uh, especially culturally. Um, cause in my school, there was maybe one person of African descent. And then when I went moved to the city and I realized like the majority, that's the majority in, in the city. It was, it was, it was definitely a culture shock. Not as much for me, uh, more just like getting the slang down and like the way you act like the whole like props, like the, this, the, this, <laughs> that took me a minute to learn. Like that took me a solid, like, like he was like, Hey man, what's up? And I'm like, Hey, nice to meet you. And they're like, dude, what are you doing? Cause and I'm like, what, what does cause mean? He's like, Oh man, you got so much to learn. Right. <laughs> (laughs) Um, uh, but no, it was great. It was, it was, it was a really good change and like, it it was really needed, uh, especially for musically, it was needed.
0: Um, so... Did you I mean Were you the white kid That rapped Like,
1: Yeah essentially Yeah yeah. I was the big Six foot six white kid That, that <laughs> had bars That had bars Yeah no that was And that's how I started Was acapella freestyling Um, So like basically like We would play a game Like if you would just Shoot me a word right now I make two bars out of that Then you shoot me another word Make another two bars Make another word oh, It's wow. just kind of like A fun little game Used to play in, in junior high And high school Sort of thing wow. Um, But uh, I wouldn't say I really started developing Musically till college And then I was around people Who were doing music Music and, so what uh,
0: in, oh yeah you're saying
1: uh, well i took the music business program uh when i was 17 there out of high school there oh, okay. at nscc um and then that's where i met the producer for the i was bullied album the producer for the psychosis album there but they were both in my class uh,
0: okay. yeah hey.
1: so we, that's how we made that connection there cool yeah.
0: um so <clears throat> what's hip hop what's your experience of hip hop like in halifax
1: um i feel it's 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 very egotistical I oh. feel it in the sense of of I feel like everybody it's not like you go to a, a rock or a punk set. Um you know, the one of the only uh, uh, occasions I'll say that that I don't feel like that is literally a frantic's get down. Frantic's get down. Everyone's super positive. Everyone's networking, connecting. Um, but I feel like the big plan, like the hip hop shows, I feel like it's it's too much of you know. Everybody just wants the party. Everybody just like, and, and, and I feel it's super competitive. It's not like, oh man, that was a great set. Like like I love your stuff. It's not. It's like no, I can rap better than you can. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like like in a rock punk show, they'll be like, oh man, yeah, your stuff was weird, different. Oh, your stuff is good in a rap show it's like yeah, that's good but like I got better bars like I I, I can I can do it better like I just feel there's so much uh, more competitiveness and I feel like if that was toned down a bit the hip-hop community would be a lot more closely knit in yeah. Halifax. Um, I feel like it, it needs a bit of building but um especially underground like the people that are at the bottom not the established artists uh but it it is strong and in halifax definitely is a hub for hip-hop it can be a huge scene if but i feel like it does need a little work in some areas okay and how did he get on the get down uh the get down so frantic i first met frantic in the underdogs uh man i think i met them through a friend at a party or something we went on tour together we did a tour um and then frantic started doing the show and uh i was you know it's shout out to frantic too for doing a weekly hip-hop show like we need that so much here in halifax um and i just kind of i started at over the hump and then he just like he loves my stuff like i love his stuff and like i'm always there on time early for my set reliable and uh and then he just every 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 couple shows he always asked me to come and i'm like hell yeah i'm always down so Mm -hmm. that's just kind of how that started just through a friendship so and <laughs> i was at the get down you started with buddies and then you went right away to this like gloves. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, yeah. "What?" Yeah, 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 yeah. It's weird. It's weird. So like, I, I, am trying to find a middle ground where, with where my music, because 'cause I'm finding right now it's either super dark and extreme and like super heavy topics, or it's la 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 la. <laughs> I'm trying to find that middle ground. Yeah. Um, but no, it's 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 usually I'll bring two sets. So I have like some light jazzy stuff on like some street hip hop beats mm-hmm. that I, that I'll do. Um, uh, that are like really fast paced and lyrical. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have have my really dark stuff uh so like my body's the rapture and usually i'll bring both sets and i'll kind of walk into the crowd see what the crowd's vibe is mm. and depending on that i'll choose my set from there um but recently i've decided to try to mix and match them just to get people's reactions yeah but, i liked it i like yeah. it
0: was refreshing for me because you know you know you start well, well it was a great wake up because it was the first act right yeah you know it started i was like
1: what yeah. and then
0: that happened. To, um. <laughs> What would be great is if it's the same person that produced both beats. It's not though. Right, right, <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. No, uh, th- those were actually all produced by different people. The Rapture ones produced yeah. different. But yeah, I gotta, I gotta start uh, branching out my producers a bit more. Those, those two are usually my main guys. Yeah. Um,
0: so how did the sec- What was the second song called? The
1: second song uh, was called "I'm Sorry I Like You." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's about a girl I fell in love with who didn't like me back at all. <laughs> Um, as most of the four of my love songs are, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was just about this girl that I met, uh, super positive. Um, you know, I started really liking her and then I kind of like over time I could have kind of saw she's not the person that I thought she was. So it's like, I'm sorry to myself that I like you cause I, I do. Mm. Um, but then it's, uh and then the song kind of like near the end it, it kind of talks about how you're you're just playing me and, and you know this is not like it's not what it seems mm. um, so yeah just kind of like something to give people a break from the hardcore yelling and screaming and <laughs> so that sort of thing
0: do you need um, stuff for your head like after
1: all the shouting do you uh, get a headache after yeah, uh, the show uh, a little bit I mean I really <laughs> listen to heavy music so like that Okay. I, like, I'm listening to that kind of stuff all the time like, like if I'm walking down the street like in a good mood. I'm probably listening to somebody in the head going, <laughs> like that's, that's just what I love listening to. Um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, no. So the Rapture song, that's the actually when you saw it, was the second time I've ever performed it ever oh, okay. live. So I'm still working on the screaming and the, the voice control. Um, but yeah, after doing that song, I definitely need a lot of water. And <laughs> my voice is sore for the next day for sure, because I, I haven't mastered how to properly scream. Okay. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, no, but it's a lot of fun. You yeah, 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 ah, yeah, 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 it's yeah, great. Yeah. I mean, I it. it's
0: great seeing someone perform and you know they're enjoying their song, but right. they're not just performing because it's a show. Right. That's always great to right. see.
1: And I, and I like to think my stuff is pretty different from what the average hip hop artist yeah, uh, yeah. does, which kind of gives me a, a little sense of pride.
0: It does. And like, it's like, there's this niche you have, you know, you know, okay, you want to know I'm listening to this song as a Kid Coffin song.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like nobody, it's like, like that, there's no mistaking that that's, that's that guy. And then like that could be in, in a sense of like, oh yeah, it's definitely Kid Kid's Coffin song. Or someone could be like, oh yeah, that's a that's a Kid Coffin
0: song. <laughs> <laughs> Once you were in uh, NSCC right. doing the music thing. And when did you decide, you know what, I could actually go out and make this a career?
1: Um, it was probably after I, I made my first song um, which was called no faith and it, it, uh, it's that one that's another one about religion and how much I, j- I just don't have faith in our society and our system and our re- you know religion um, and uh, it was a really I've recorded it literally over a hundred times. Um, Why? Uh, because it's I've just I think it's such a good song that I, I I will not put it out unless it's absolutely the way I want it to. And it's a very fast paced um, song. So it's a lot of breath control. Like 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 the confounded the mission that I am be given to inspire desire for no church of something which is simply a different this scripture, because it's a vicious paper descriptive their image with Egyptians, hieroglyphs God is it forgiven, then you get dena dena So it's just it's just really fast paced. And when I was mm-hmm. first starting out I didn't have that mastered mm-hmm. yet um and so uh and so sorry i totally forgot the question there oh oh yeah so uh after i made that song and i realized how good i am at putting words together i was like i can actually do this with practice with Mm. practice and and work and you know putting my time in and you know finding my sound that i could actually do this and uh i think it came to a, a point where i was i was playing a show Maybe it was a year, a year, good year ago, and this guy was watching me, and I did like my, my bodies track. This is before Rapture or any of that. I did bodies and these two other tracks. Uh, I don't really perform anymore. Uh, what were they called? Uh, distance and uh, slow it down. And uh, I, th- again, they were. It was in the middle of finding myself. But anyway, buddy comes up to me and he goes, "Man, I just I haven't and like not even in a drunken like oh yeah yeah <laughs> just like in like an actual like sincere like I have never like felt uh, someone speak to me more than what you just did up there. And when you have someone come up to you and mm-hmm. like you work on something and they tell you that it's it's like it's such a euphoric feeling man. Mm-hmm. And, and after that 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 one guy said that to me i kind of sat there and i was like i can do this I, I can do this i just you need to put your head down you need to work and you need to practice mm-hmm. like gotta practice every single day because if you you don't you don't just make like great music just there's that one in a million time you'll just go woo and it it just happens Mm. but most of the time it's practice 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 especially when you're doing the fast pace like not the uh the auto tune (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah, i was gonna ask you that um one thing i've noticed with your music is it's there's a lot of storytelling a a lot of listen i'm taking on this journey and with some of the songs these days it's just Listen, I have a cool beat and then a cool hook. Agreed. Um, How do you, I mean, how do you handle that feeling that, you know, you're putting all this work and what seems to be making it out
1: there is a good hook? Well, and and see and that's and that's what really bugs me cuz I I I feel like I put a, like a lot of storytelling and I like I a, a lot of thought provoking stuff into it and like while the the you know the average person's going to be like, "Oh, that's kind of cool, but it's like I'm not going to listen to that." Like, you know, over and over. While well, then there's that person that is in my demographic that's going to be like, "Oh, that's like I'll listen to that every single day." Right? Um for me it's difficult cuz I can't rap like that. I've tried. I just I just can't rap like that. I just can't just like chilling at the club, uh, shoddy wanna hug. Uh, it's just not my thing. I've tried. I, I made one song called "In My Jammies," um, <laughs> and it's literally a song about getting messed up at the club you know, with the girl, like doing drugs and stuff. But it's all in your jammies, so it's like I pulled up to the club in my jammies, in my jammies. Anyway, it sounds like total garbage. It's a trash <laughs> song. It's garbage. Like garbage. Producer looked at me and he's like, "Nah, fam, this ain't it. This ain't it. This ain't it. This ain't, it. This ain't the one." Um, and so, yeah, it, it's difficult, like, trying to get, uh, especially, like, new, like, young kids that are listening to, like, Migos and Young Thug and those type of guys mm-hmm. to sit down and listen to those songs. And maybe not even the super dark ones, just the ones that, like, have a lot of lyrical skill in them and just kind of, like, wordplay and things you have to listen to twice to catch. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just the generation nowadays, which is my generation. Um, I feel like it's not. <laughs> um, it's, I just feel like they're just, they're too so focused on, you know, does, is, does the voice sound good? The voice sounds good. It's a hot beat And you can remember the hook And it happens Eight times in one song <laughs> That you got a hit That's literally That's literally What's that uh, That uh, Oh my god I forget that song um, uh, Panda I got broads in Atlanta Credit cards and the scammers Oh Panda, Panda. 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 Yeah That's literally Panda. what it is Panda and I'm just I'm just like listening, I'm just like, oh my god, I wanna rip my hair out. Like like it's the same thing over and over again for three minutes. Or yeah. oh no, the worst one's the Gucci Gang one. Oh my god, if I could take that song and just, just get my little pump. Oh, uh, he's like a the, really new wave cat It's like Oh it's the like, guy Gucci gang, did Gucci, Gucci, with, Gucci with gang gang
0: uh, He did that song with Kanye West I actually yeah, like that I one Yeah I love though. it
1: Yeah I hate it <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I, like I like
0: I like No no Not the song The video Oh I the think, video The video is yeah, good yeah, I think I like for video. me right I think Well cause I'm a visual person Right Um these days, like I don't really listen to what is coming out, but right. some of those videos are good. Though. Some like of those that, videos are Like funny. the little yeah. pump yeah. one, like that oh,
1: one. and like I totally respect it. Like you know, and like that's what's popping. That's what's making money. So if you can do that, like go get your bread, like straight up. But it's just, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I just, I've tried it, and it's just not for me. I just can't do it. And and like even when I try to do it, I'm like, oh, I don't really. I'm not. I'm like, I don't feel it myself. Yeah. And you if know? you're making art, and even you don't feel it, then like who's going to? Yeah. Like, like like you guys. I believe in your art, and if you, I just yeah every track I've made like that I just don't believe in it. <laughs> and, I, and like, and I, it's great because the producers I work with they're really honest with me. Like they'd be like, "Hey man, like maybe you should like tone that back just a little bit. That might be a tune, especially on the dark tracks. They might mm-hmm. be, hey man, that lyrics uh, it's, it's pushing a pretty big line, right? And then like they let me do that sort of thing. But anyway, the the main point I was I was trying to say is my producers uh uh they'll they'll be honest with me. They'll be like, "Hey man, that's not hot. Hey mm-hmm. man, that's you know." Stick to your bodies and your your, your dark stuff. That's you, you you're you're not a you're not a gangbanger from the south side. <laughs> you know, not. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just yeah, it's not my thing. It's not my thing. So
0: um, and do you find that refreshing to have that people being so honest to you with your art?
1: yes 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 i do um and you know i've had people come up some people come up hey man, man i love it it's great and i've had a few people come up and they're like man that's really offensive like i don't think you should be allowed to do that and then i, I actually like to sit down with those people and, and kind of like break it down for me like what offends you okay that offends you that's a good point now because that offends you just you are you saying now that like I should be censored or that I'm not allowed to do that solely because you feel offended? What about the 30 other people in the crowd that love that song? Is it because one person... Doesn't like it, or one person is offended. It ruins it for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fine line, and, and that's what I love about music. It's it's so it's all interpretation, mm. right? Um, like that that rapture song. I had someone uh, who's really religious uh, listen to it, and you know thought thought it was like god awful, just blasphemy, and just and just straight up lying, uh, you know, about like the Bible and things like that. While well, I've had other people like that's really thought provoking. Like I've never looked at it that way. Um, like one of the one of the lines uh, about Jesus that I had. Um oh I gotta try and remember it. Um. Oh yeah, one of the lines is Noah. Uh, God said, "Noah, uh, kill your son Isaac." The Lord, uh, God said, "Abraham, kill your son Isaac." The Lord said and decided. They say, "Obey your Lord, or your soul will become divided." So your Lord wants you to slip a sword into your son's vocal cord, just for, for you to worship him more. It's like it's things to think about. Like that whole story about Abraham and Isaac. He literally got him on top of an obelisk, tied his son down, was about to kill his only son, and then God was like, "No, no, no. All right, I believe you. You, you believe in me." It's like ah, eh, it's like it's like things, things. Uh, anyway, so it's like as I I I look at those kind of things, and I'm just like, nah, someone's got to like say something about that. Like that's that's ridiculous, right? Mm. And uh, and so like that's like songs like Rapture and Bodies, or I have a lot of ta- lot of my songs surround religion. Uh, for some Why? reason, uh, I don't know. There's there's something that that bothers me about somebody devoting their their life to something and then not, you know, without actual any evidence and i'm not saying it's wrong like it's not it's not wrong believe in what you want to believe you know if you want to devote your life to something like that like by by all means that's your your, that's your right as a human being um but personally like i won't i won't take my son or daughter to church if when I have a son or daughter, I'm not going to make them go to church. I'm not going to... If they say, hey, pops, I want to go to church. Fine. Yeah, we'll definitely go to church. But I'm not going to be that parent that's like, oh, you need to get baptized. Oh, you need to you know, go to confession. Oh, you you need to do this. I I I, I find one of the things that really antagonizes me is, is when parents and people force religion on their kids. Mm. It just, it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. Um, and not even in a... I know they're doing it f- for the right reasons, but... But I I don't believe, I just don't believe it's right. Mm -hmm. Um... and like you know, I believe there's something. I just don't believe it's uh, it's a it's a man sitting in the sky, uh, with heaven and hell fighting fighting this this war. Um, and I, but I mean, like like, but then again, that's it. It's all interpretation. Those sort of things, right? Religion, mm-hmm. art. Um, and I guess that's why I, I love talking about it. Is is that there's so many people with so many different thoughts. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm not a, a Christian or a Catholic or a, um. um or a muslim or a buddhist by by any standards there for sure but uh but uh, yeah it's just something about religion i always i always find i can always spark something and i always find i can, you could push someone's buttons with it which i really <laughs> like to do okay. with my art so
0: do you believe in something
1: yeah i mean i believe in there's there's some sort of energy out there there's there's <sighs> i i believe that in each religion each, each individual religion there's something you can take from that religion that's like follow that like that's that's a good thing to follow mm-hmm. but then I find that the most 80 to 85 percent of the rest of it um, is, is just um, it's just more of what they want you to do what they want you to think what they want you to believe um, and you know like I'm not an expert on religions by by any means I took a religions class in high school uh, it was my favorite class <laughs> was my favorite class throughout my whole educational uh, career. I just I just loved it you learned about the different 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 religions and different cultures and just like different things that people believe. And, uh, you know, I just find it super interesting. Um, Mm. but, uh, but yeah, no, it's just something artistically always comes back around to me. Religion. I don't know what it is. Mm. I don't know what it is. Hmm. So, um, you do it all yourself. Uh yeah, the so the songwriting, uh the performance, uh the beats I don't usually do. I have tried beat making. Um I've made a couple. I need to upgrade my setup a little bit there. Uh but uh, I've made maybe like three beats and and you know I mean I think they're all right, but they're not they're not pound cake or you know, uh forever by by Drake by any means. Um uh, but yeah no all the lyrics. Uh that's one thing I really pride myself on is as every all my lyrics are mine. Mm. That's probably like as an artist my biggest uh, uh, thing I cling to is my lyrics.
0: And then on the business side you like everything yourself put yeah. your
1: music out yourself yeah putting distributing it uh, promotion um, getting graphic designers uh you know uh marketing um you know how we're gonna push it uh planning the cycle yeah i usually do that myself how
0: um how do you how's how do you find it doing that all on your own
1: It's hard. It's hard. And I find you get to a certain point where you start, like, oh, man, it's just a lot, a lot of work here. It's like, oh, you know, is the song even that good? Like, you know, like, is all this money I'm going to put into this, you know, going to be worth it? But then I kind of snap out of it and I go, no, no, like, people go out through their entire lives planning everything and then they never execute it. And it's mm-hmm. like, it needs to be. Even if you you feel, that's one of my biggest problems as an artist is every time I, I create something and I finish it, I'm always like, oh, that could be better. Oh, that part could be a little bit more hard. Oh, that part could be, you know. Um, so I'm always like, oh, this could change, this could change. And you just got to get to the point where, no, like you put your heart and your soul into that, put it out and then see see what happens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I find that really difficult, especially just paying you know, uh, for promotion and, and paying for your online marketing. It's 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 expensive, especially when you know you're not you're working a minimum wage job.
0: That's where I was actually gonna go to. Um so how do you fund your act?
1: Um so uh Essentially, uh, just by working my job, uh, you know, side hustles uh, here and there. Like, you know, um, uh, in the winter time, I'll go out with my little brother. We'll go door to door, snow shoveling people's, you know, uh, yards, uh, doing yard work, um, helping my parents out with their business, e- e- every way I can. Uh, so, I can. what's your
0: job now? Like your day job? Uh,
1: my my day job is I work nights. I'm I'm a bouncer at the uh, the lower deck. Uh, it's ironic.
0: Well, not ironic. I guess it's it's like you start out being bullied, and now you're big enough that you're bouncer. <laughs> (laughs)
1: yeah it's kind of funny it's kind of funny how that works out yeah yeah exactly Well, yeah and i tell that to everybody and they look at me and they go really yeah i was i wasn't always this 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 big (laughs) Um, so
0: how's it like being a bouncer in the city
1: oh i love it it's such an interesting job (laughs) it is so it's a lot of people can't do it because a lot of people aren't good with confrontation and like you know like um just dealing with people and and knowing that a, a situation could escalate physically um but i find it so exciting um it's the first job i've ever worked where i'm happy to go to work what why (laughs) it's it's just oh it's just babysitting it's literally (laughs) just babysitting you're just sitting there on the wall listening to live music and you're just watching everybody it's it's so much fun um i don't know what it is and it's it's not even like a power hungry thing it's just Mm. literally just like like hey man like you're gonna have to chill out just a little bit there yeah finish your beer yeah you can finish your beer but after that like you're not you're not coming back in. i don't know i just i just enjoy it i love <laughs> i just love talking to people okay
0: yeah yeah, yeah. um so uh, any interesting street um, stories from like your job
1: oh jeez. yeah uh, how descriptive can i get on here go for it <laughs> oh my god okay so last summer we have this thing called the patio party and uh essentially what happens is is they rent out the whole historic properties patio um so it's like a uh, it's like a good 200 people and, and we're all gated up and there's like eight bouncers outside so i'm working the back gate and this guy comes up to me and it, it, good thing you can see the the visual representation of this <laughs> he comes up to me and he goes hey man can I get in? And he's like rubbing himself and he's like, the guy's high. The guy's like took drugs, right? And I'm just like, hey man, you you can't get in. Like you are you're, you're really messed up right now. And he's like, he's like, man, I didn't even have anything to drink. And I was like, Oh, I, I'm not saying you did. I, I think you did something else. And he's like, Oh, come on, man, like just get, let me in. And I'm just like, nah, man. Like I keep arguing with him for a minute. So all of a sudden he does the little the little push. And I'm like, Oh, don't start that, buddy. And my bounce across the way, he comes over, he sees what's going on. So the buddy swings on me, like starts punching me. So we <laughs> You know, we start beating them. We, you know, not beating them, but like holding them back and like you know, pressing them to the ground and putting them in a in a hold, right? Getting them off the premises. We get them off, and uh, and he's like, man, whatever, dude. And he's like, walks away. No blood, no torn up shirt, no, no nothing. Twenty minutes later, he comes back around the corner. This guy's nose is broken. He's got blood all over his face. He's f- wearing his shirt in half, and like like buddy got his ass kicked. Comes up to me and he goes, Hey, man. Can I get in? And I'm just like, oh man. No, I'm gonna have to call the cops, dude. Like, <laughs> you're out of it. Um, and yeah, that's probably the craziest, yeah, craziest story by far. That. Yeah, yeah, it's so messed up. And it's and like a lot of people like like in that situation, they're just kinda like they don't know what to say, right? They're just kinda like, oh man, like I don't wanna talk to this guy, but like that's what they pay me for, right? And I was yeah. like, hey man, like listen, been there like you know i totally understand but like you need to go home you need to go home, yeah, <laughs> yeah. to go home. Like, <laughs> if, if i'm a cop and i see you from a mile away yeah. oh, we're gonna have a chat yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: so what's the story behind buddies and the story behind raptro because those ones really stand out
1: uh for me bodies so bodies started out um i wanted to create a song that would make people get offended that's what body started literally that was the premise like i want to i want to say stuff that's that's going to offend people so a couple lines out of there was like uh don't be so scared pull up a chair she starts to scream as i rough up her hair which is uh Uh, talk about domestic violence Um, and then another song uh, the Vegas shooting that happened at the I believe it was Ronnie Grande's concert Uh, in in Vegas anyway uh, so one of the lines is like get down, get down shots from the crowd view from the 32nd floor looking down which is where the shooter was uh, headshot, shot. and so literally that song was I wanted to create a very dark piece of art that is going to offend people but at the same time it puts a feeling in you Um, and the bodies the bodies on bodies on bodies, of uh, course, uh, that is just describing on how when we all pass, when we all die, we're all we're, we all turn into a body, and that it just seems like nowadays it's just it's something happens this week. Like four people killed drive-by shooting. Two days later, something else happens. You totally forget about what just yeah, happened. Yeah, I know, right? And it just it snowballs and snowballs to the point where you know there's been like maybe four hundred thousand people killed in the last year on on stories that are just so messed up. But you, you don't you don't remember it because everything social media is boom boom boom. You're getting alerts left and right. There's too much going on, right? Mm. Um, so that's where bodies came from. Bodies uh, was literally to offend people in such a way that was talking about the violence and how much violence there is. In in the world mm-hmm. um rapture was a bit more rapture just kind of happened it was a bit more from a religious standpoint um uh so the the chorus being like step to the throne you will atone when you die you go up to whatever god you believe in to their throne mm-hmm. and you atone for whatever your sins and then I, it, but instead of it like atoning for your sins it's lighting your skin till i get to the bone so it's 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 i believe the whole song is basically like so the story of the rapture how do good people go to heaven the bad people stay on earth and then there's the the fight with hell and everything Um, so from me wrapping it I'm one of the person that got left behind Um, so instead of step to the throne you will atone and letting me into your lovely home it's I'm letting your skin to your bone where do you roam Uh, thanks for inviting me into your home and then the into your um rapture came from a different uh a more religious standpoint and i i think i had a couple drinks when i made that song to <laughs> writing it i i definitely had a couple drinks um but that was less uh that was that was less of like oh i want to offend this or like i want to provoke this and i was just like basically my just my thoughts on on religion specifically christianity just because that religion is the one that's in my family yeah, yeah. um
0: so <clears throat> art, I mean you've created art You are creating art And you have plans for the new year um,
1: What things do you do to keep it going? Um, that's a very good question uh, Sometimes I find myself in ruts Like I'm, I'm a bit of a rut right now Like uh, I, you know I'm writing lyrics every day But I, I mean I haven't made a song probably in the last month or so, um, and I find uh, once you get in those, the best thing I, for me, I'll just play beats and beats over and over again, and I'll, I'll just kind of sit in a dark room, and I'll just kind of like sit with my legs crossed, and I'll just listen to it over and over again, and I'll just. I, it's weird. It's like when I close my eyes, I can see the words in front of my face, and I just I just try to put them together. Um, and I find when I'm in a rut that just sitting in a dark space with, you know, uh, I know, dark this, dark that, blood and guts and everything. <laughs> but like in like a positive state and listening to more positive stuff and just kind of uh, um, – and then the, the the thoughts start to come when you when you don't have any distractions, you know, like putting your phone, laptop, all those things away, and it's just you and the notebook. Um, but to keep it going, music wise, um, I just keep looking back at the stuff I've done, and like, I can do better than that. I can do better than that. Like we can, you know, progress and progress and progress. Um, so I'd say that's probably my thing is just look back on your previous work and just know that like you're you can tell how much you're improving.
0: What are the things you feel that we haven't touched that you want to? Get across.
1: Um, I guess the big thing for me, and especially in art, and I guess like I guess if I could just say it, and like if I want to leave any impression on people is don't take everything you see at face value, always research, always, you know, someone can tell you something and it's like, all right, now take that. Now look and okay, where are they coming from? Like, what are their experiences now? What information do they have to back this? Um, and that goes from everything into what the government tells you, the packaging on labels, um, you know, the ingredients in, you know, the food, um, just like everything always, always take a closer look at everything and especially with my music take a closer look like it's not just the bodies and the blood and the guts like if you read the lyrics and and you look at them from uh, like a, a third perspective instead of just looking at it at face value you might see a lot more uh, content than you didn't before um, and if there's anything like I love to leave an impression on people is that you know maybe I didn't get super famous maybe I didn't you know go to LA and I'm sitting there with Drake popping champagne bottles in the club but you can listen to my music and there's some replay value to it and it it sends you a message and like if I can just get that one kid in that one room going through that hard time to listen to that and go oh that makes me feel so much better to listen to that and be able to get it out that that would be the ultimate thing I'd love to leave behind. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks Igor. Thank you very much man. Appreciate you having me dude. <laughs> This
0: is The Blackout Podcast. Thanks for listening.